This is Seattle Sports Diaries Podcast. Now, here is your host, Mike, and the rest of the SSD gang. What is going on, everybody out there in YouTube land? What is going on out there, podcast land? Uh, first of all, uh, we need to get some music going. There we go. Welcome to a new episode of Seattle Sports Diaries Podcast. I am your host, Mike. And as you can see, I'm just by myself right now. Um, but uh, there's a reason because of that. Uh, Chris cannot make it. Matt is still working out his schedule issues, so we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, real quickly, big shout out to uh, No Shoes Reefs, um, Deep Apparel, I believe that is who they are part of. Yeah, Deep Apparel. Go give them a go give them a look. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, this shirt is incredibly comfortable. They have so many great shirts, and uh, Kenny Chesney does a partnership with them, and the shirts here are made from recycled bottles. And I'm not going to lie, this stuff is comfortable. It's so comfortable. But I think it's time we get into a little bit of uh, sports talk. And the biggest story that broke this past week is, of course, the story of Brittany Griner, who was sentenced this past week to nine years in a Russian prison. Um, so I told myself I would actually talk about this. I told myself I would talk about this because, uh, because this is a, this is a very big, uh, topic and, you know, whether it doesn't matter who you are, whether you disagree or agree with what has been going on. Honestly, it doesn't matter because what has been going on in Russia with Brittany Griner is very, very wrong. It's just dead wrong. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this and I hope I'm saying it in a, in a very appropriate manner, but there is wrongs on both sides. There's wrong on both sides. Most of it is on the Russian side. Most of it is on the Russian side. Um, but we all need to understand something. You know, Brittany Griner was playing for the United States. She knew coming into Russia that she would have to abide by Russian laws she didn't abide by them. She brought in cannabis, which is illegal there. And I think vaping, I think vaping and pens are illegal. Not 100%. I, I'm not 100% sure what the entire law is, but all I can say is it's ridiculous. And 
the the fact that of the matter that Brittany Griner got almost the maximum sentencing. Give me a break. Give me a break. Brittany Griner did not deserve that at all. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The I think the biggest reason that we can also I think that we can all agree is the main reason that she got as long a sentence as long as she did she is a woman of color she's a gay woman and she is a woman three things that I believe that the country of Russia looks down on you know they look down they look down on homosexuals they look down if you are a different race they look down if you are a woman. And in my opinion, the 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 entire country of Russia is a. I'm trying to I'm trying to really get this out there to, to, to really talk about this because it, it needs it should be talked about. This should be talked about. Okay, but look, Russia is a communist country. Communist country, who gives no rights to women the the fact that Brittany Griner got nine years in a Russian prison is beyond ridiculous it's a ridiculous sentencing it's a ridiculous it's just complete crap because and I'm trying really hard not to swear right now because this really is a, a bunch of crap um, so yeah three thing the, the the three things that Brittany Griner the reason why Brittany Griner was sentenced so long, she is a homosexual woman. She is a woman. She's a woman of color. And it does not sit well with me at all that Brittany Griner is getting punished for that. Now, don't get me wrong. Brittany Griner should have never brought cannabis into, into Russia. That's, that, that's just my take on that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, can we also put a little bit of blame on our own country real quickly, especially our pe the people who are in charge of our country? First of all, you're going to offer Russia an arms dealer? You're, you're, you're going to trade Russia an arms dealer, or should I call him a terrorist? I call anybody who does that type of crap a terrorist, all right? You're willing to trade a terrorist for Brittany Griner. That, in my opinion, is wrong. That is dead wrong. Okay? Absolutely wrong. And our government should be truly ashamed of themselves for even for even coming up with that. It's... You know, I, I, I really do try to make this a, a good sports podcast. I try to make this a good sport podcast. I try not to be too political but I hate our government because especially after the how they handled this it is disgraceful um and it, it's just truly a shame it's it's truly shameful that our government doesn't care that one of their one of the highlight star athletes of this country is in is in 
trouble. Okay, there's a fruit fly right here. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get him. I think I got him. Okay, sorry about that. But no, the fact that our country has done nothing to help Brittany Griner get out of this situation, it, it, it really is disgusting because it shows that our country doesn't care. Now, I hate to give this as an example. Okay, now I actually got that fruit fly. <laughs> so I hate, I did not want to bring this up. I didn't want to, I didn't want to throw this out there, but I I, I feel like I need to be just because of the fact that it is, a, it, it is a prime example. So years and years ago, I, I can't remember when, I cannot for the love of God remember what year it was. Um, I think it was either in 2017 or 18, but the Ball brothers were in trouble over in China. And former President Tr Donald Trump got them out of that situation. He talked right to China and was like, you're not going to keep Americans in your prison cells. You are going to release them. And they did. And they didn't thank him. I get why they didn't thank him. I get it. But the fact that President Biden... And look, here's the thing. I don't care if he's not your president. I don't care if he is your president. I don't care. But can we all agree that the fact that President Biden would offer an arms dealer, a domestic terrorist or just a terrorist in general to trade for Brittany Griner. That is not the smartest thing to do. And, you know, what is going on with Brittany Griner is absolutely, it's unjust. It is completely unjust. And the fact that our government has done nothing to help her, but yet, you know, if it was LeBron James, if it was uh, Mike Trout, if it was who else, uh, Tom Brady, if it was any of those guys, our country would do something about it and they would get them out of that situation. And the fact that they haven't done anything with Brittany Griner is it really hurts. Because to me, it shows that they don't care about what's going on with Brittany Griner. They don't care. And it's just, it's just beyond disgusting. It really is. So my thoughts on this entire Brittany Griner situation is Griner needs to be released. She does not deserve to be rotting away in a Russian prison doesn't even deserve jail time, okay? Because look, for years I was against cannabis, I was against all that stuff, but I've seen what it does to help people who are like mentally struggling, people with anxiety, people who actually are in pain. You know? It helps. And the 
I don't know. I mean, it's just it's so frustrating to to think that she's going to be hope. I'm I'm hoping I am hoping and praying that Brittany Griner can come home. I hope that she can find a way that uh, um, tell me that I hope that she can find a way or anything can I, I, I want her. To, I don't want her to be rotten in there. Because she doesn't deserve it. She does not deserve it at all. And, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I I figure I give my thoughts on this because this is this is a big situation. Because, um, excuse me, the 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 fact that you know. Russia is basically held one of our own for this long for this stupid situation is ridiculous. And again, I've I've made sure that I haven't cussed because I I know a lot of people don't like that. I I, I know I cuss a lot on this podcast, but actually, you know what? I'm not going to apologize to this at all. I only have one thing to say to the country of Russia. Fuck you. Fuck you, Russia. Let Brittany Griner go. Okay? Because I got news for I got news for you guys. You ain't proven one damn thing by keeping her there. All you're proving is what a weak country you are, and you're proving that you truly have no respect for women of color, for homosexuals. Or for women in general. Because what Brittany Griner is going through is it should never or should not happen at all. Period. I mean, that's my thought that's my thoughts on the whole Brittany Griner situation. I hope you know I hope I said everything like correctly to where I didn't offend anybody because I'm not trying to offend anybody. That's the big thing. I'm not trying to offend anybody out there. I just want, I want people to know that what is going on in the country of Russia and what Brittany Griner has been put through is dead wrong. Shouldn't happen to anybody. It just shouldn't. And... I I don't know. I mean, this is... I never thought I would actually be talking WNBA a lot on here. I mean, mean, don't don't get me wrong. We we do talk a little storm from time to time. But, you know, we should talk more WNBA because it is, you know... Every time I see Bleacher Report post something about the WNBA, all I see is misogynistic tweets saying, Kitchen not a real sport well get over yourself the WNBA is a real sport I don't care what anybody says and if you got a problem with women playing sports stop watching sports because I'm going to say it right now on this podcast sports are for everybody women in sports is amazing I think we need more women analysts. I think we need more women athletes who have a platform 
to give their voice to to voice their takes and opinions we don't need to agree with them we don't even need to disagree with them but women in sports is a great thing and sports are for everybody and look and people may not believe this but me I don't care if you're white black Asian purple green yellow orange I don't care what color your skin is I don't care what religion you are I don't care if you are gay or trans I don't I respect everybody because everybody deserves respect now again, I don't. I I know most people don't live by that. I know most most people don't don't live by that. But it's you know it's it's their choice. But me, I've chosen to live a life to where I am going to respect everybody, no matter who they are, no matter what their opinions are, unless they're racist or you know derogatory. That's the, that's that's where I cut the cord. But I respect everybody, no matter what their opinions are, no matter who they are matter what race they are, religion, or sexuality they are. Because everybody deserves respect. Everybody. Except, you know, those bad people. I mean, I mean that's just... I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. That, that, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. But, um, I got 12 minutes left until we have a really cool guest coming on the show um, at 5.30. We have UW Recruitment uh, Kali Tafai. Um, he uh, received an offer to go to the University of Washington. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, his uh, his possible commitment and you know what he, uh, you know, just get to know him a little bit as well. Because uh, you know, I mean, I, I I love getting to know uh, these these recruits because you know you get to you get to talk with these kids. You get to you know understand what their life is like. You get to know why they they grew up loving football. But I think for the next couple minutes, I think we need to give the Mariners a big shout out. I think we need to give them such a big shout out because, oh my God, we took a steroid from the freaking New York Yankees. We took the series from the New York Yankees. That's incredible. And <laughs> I want to go ahead and play this because I think everybody has seen this. I think everybody has seen this. So I need to go ahead and put the music on mute real quickly because um, everybody has seen this. So there was a New Yorker who posted this on TikTok. So let's go ahead and listen. Today was the first time in three years my blood pressure has been normal. And guess what happens? Derek Cole gives up six runs in the first inning to the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's so, I feel like it's more of a turn on to actually taste the tears of sad Yankee fans and sad Astro fans. I'm not going to lie. Feels good. Feels really good. <laughs> it felt good taking that uh, series away from the Yankees. And uh, let's go ahead and do really a quick recap because I mean, you know, well, we all know what happened in the first game. First game was 
really just not a good performance from Marco Gonzalez. Not a good performance. Worst part about it is, is that, um, you know, the, uh, from what from what I read, there were Philly scouts. There were scouts from the Phillies who were actually in the attendance looking at Marco Gonzalez as a possible uh, trade. And, uh, yeah, I think they said they left in the third inning. I think that's what they said. <laughs> so, so we're not getting rid of Marco. But I need to, you know, I don't think people really do know how, you know, it's how valuable Marco Gonzalez really is. Because you'd be really surprised. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at Marco Gonzalez's war, it's negative 0.01, which is really not that great. I mean, it's, uh, but I mean, let's go ahead and look at Marco's game stats because, you know, let's see. Yeah, I'm looking at his last stat, the last couple games, and let's see. Okay, so this is something that I wanted to point out, okay? So we have from June 15th all the way up until July the 14th. Marco was able to go six plus innings in all of those starts. And the last start that he had was, of course, against Texas, where he gave up five runs. So he had quality starts. He had quality starts for a lot of them. Uh, then again, then, of course, against last time against Texas, he gets he goes out, gives gives seven innings two earned runs. I mean, you look down this line and Marco is very consistent at giving up two to three runs. I'm looking right here. He's there's one, two, three, four, four games. Uh, well, actually six games. Let me rephrase that six games where he's given up five or more runs and he's had 21 starts. So real quickly, you know, we can, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. I feel like Marco Gonzalez is a pitcher that you, it's really difficult to like because at one point he looks like a great pitcher, but at the same point or at the same time, you look at the record and you're just like, what are you talking about? He's not a good pitcher. Yeah, he is. He's a good pitcher. He's not a great pitcher, but he's a good pitcher. I mean, he, look, with Marco Gonzalez, you can get six innings out of the guy. You can get seven innings out of the guy. He'd help. Last year, he pitched a complete game shutout again, or no, it was a complete game. I don't think it was a complete game shutout. Uh, yeah, pitched a complete game shutout, or no, <laughs> complete game. A complete game against uh, the Texas Rangers. So, let's see. Um, Okay. <laughs> and then of course also in the pandemic shortened season he he pitched nine he pitched nine innings gave up one run strikeout eight against uh, the Los Angeles Angels so again you know Marco has his positives but I'm saying this you know if I'm if I'm the Seattle Mariners and I need a one game playoff starter 
I'm not going to go with Margarita Gonzalez. I'm sorry. I'm just not. But uh, Tuesday's game against the Yankees, 8-6 to six win. Andres Munoz able to get the win in that one. But the fact of the matter is, is that Sam Haggerty. How many times can we talk about Sam Haggerty in a way that just we just are the the, the, the Sam Haggerty fan club. We're the fucking we're the fucking Sam Haggerty fan club. Sorry, didn't mean to didn't mean to drop that one. But I mean, it's it's true. Sam Haggerty had a go ahead home run against the uh, against the New York Yankees against Lucas Lickie. Um So that was good. And uh, Cal Raleigh with his fifteenth home run of the year. Eugenio Suarez with a nice home run. And you know the Mariners did a really good job because they uh, against a, against perhaps the best ball club in baseball in the New York Yankees it was inter- it was really interesting to watch this game because um, A. Logan Gilbert did not have his best stuff he struck out two walked four and gave up six runs he didn't walk away with a loss though so that's a good thing I, I like that he did not walk that he walked away without a loss but um, can we also talk about it, but just like how good Adam Frazier has been. Adam Frazier has been absolutely incredible uh, this past month because he's been absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. He's been just, uh, let's go ahead and look up his fan graphs for uh, the month of June, if we can get that. <clears throat> Sorry. So uh, let's see splits. So here we go. Uh, let's go ahead and get the month of July. So the month of July. In the month of July, he was absolutely incredible. Three fourteen batting average. Oh my god! What is it? Why did it go up? I don't know why I did that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, 314 batting average, uh, 341 on base percentage, a 713 OPS, a 356 BABIP, which stands for batting average on balls in play. His W his WRC though was 60, so that's interesting. But his WRC plus 109. And his weighted on base average, 331. Adam Frazier had one hell of a month. And then if we uh, go to August, let's go ahead and go to August. Let's see what he's been doing here in August because uh, here we go. So August, we look at what he's been doing here in August. I mean, he's unbelievable in just the, in just the three games in August, of course. Uh, 455 batting uh, average, 538 on base percentage, a 202 on uh, WRC plus. (laughs) So that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. But no, I mean, game three against the Yankees was it was absolutely incredible because of course a seven to three win. Um, Luis Castillo. I, I need to say this again, Luis. Castillo is a Seattle Mariner. And oh my God, I got horny watching this man pitch. (laughs) 
I know that sounds weird. <laughs> By the way, Roman, I saw that look. <laughs> Roman's waiting in the st- to get in the studio, but uh, no, I mean, Luis Castillo in his in his Mariners debut, six and two thirds, five hits, three runs, all earned, three walks, eight strikeouts. Unbelievable. And the bullpen was absolutely incredible. Suarez with an early home run. The Mariners clocked Garrett Cole for six runs in the first. And the reason why they did that was because Garrett Cole did not have spider tack. <laughs> Couldn't use that sticky stuff, but he was, fi- but he found the sticky stuff in the, in the later innings. <laughs> but also another, another really good positive about this game. Uh, Jared Kelnick had a nice two run home run uh, in this game. And, uh, or no, yeah, it was, a, it was a two run shot by Garrett or by uh, Kelnick. So, I mean, that's good. That's good news. But uh, I want to bring Roman in because I figured that we should also talk about this. Roman, what's going on, bro? Hello. You know, so, I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, so uh, early on, I just gave my, t- my take on the Brittany Griner situation. And I believe okay. this. I believe I believe this. Um, so there is faults on both sides, but mostly of it is on Russia. Because I believe that uh, she received the maximum sentence due to the fact that she is a woman. She is a woman of color and she is also a homosexual woman, which Russia keeps always looking down on. And my opinion on this is I think it's a disgrace of how our government did not help her is not so, helping her. Actually, let me I, I, I will interject there because that's not entirely true. Okay, um, I, 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 I wanted to make sure I had my facts checked. I thought I did. So no. So from from my understanding and from some reading that I've done, uh, they nothing was able to be done until there was a sentence, which mm. and that's something that uh, apparently I, I know that Brittany Griner's wife had spoken with uh, the presidential administration about this whole scenario, and it would it, it, and it sucks and Ru- Russia's laws about marijuana are draconious uh and yes all these all these other factors absolutely played into all of this but the government is basically they have their hands tied where russia know all of this is on russia russia Mm -hmm. knows no i agree that that they have that they hold all the cards and there is basically nothing that anyone here can do because they like the 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 administration can say, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we can do for you. And Russia can just sit there and be like, okay, that's okay. Now, and not do anything about it. Now, uh, real quickly, I think we both can agree before we actually bring on our guest, uh, Kali Ta- Ta- uh, Tafai. Again, I hope I got that correctly. <laughs> but um, I think we can both agree on this. Russia sucks, but also not all of it, not all of it, but partial responsibility does fall on Griner because she knew the laws when she came in. Again, I'm I, I'm not speaking anything against her, but what I am saying is that she did she didn't know the laws, she broke the laws, but this is just complete bull that Brittany Griner has been sentenced to nine years. Like, give me a break. I I do truly hope that that we can we as just United States of America can find a way to get her home soon. I agree. All right. So enough politics. It's time to bring on our guest. Kali also, Garrett Tafai. Cole sucks. 
What's up? Man. What's going on, Kali, man? Hey, first of all, nice shades, brother. Viper? No, uh, actually, one of my teammates. Whoops, hang on a sec. All right, go ahead and repeat that. I said, uh, actually, one of my teammates makes makes these uh, glasses for me. Oh, those, oh are, nice. those are sick. They are. I thought so they, they were Oakland's or Vipers. Huh? Ah, yeah. But thank you for having me, though. Uh, no problem, man. No problem. So a couple days ago, uh, you said that you uh, have received an offer for the University of Washington. So the first thing I would love to know, first thing I would love to know, what do you think? Uh, have you visited uh, UW yet? And uh, if you have, you know, what was the visit like? I mean, did you have a blast up here? Yeah, I came, uh, I think, I believe like, what? May, June, around June, like, 5th. Uh, I came for an unofficial visit, and then I went down, seen the facility, uh, got a little tour of the uh, the city a little bit, like, within, like, 30 miles. Um, and I loved it. Uh, I got I got to hang out with some of the, the players there, and they just, like, they that family dynamic they have going on is, is really what they say it is. Um, I enjoyed every minute uh, down, and then, being inside the facilities and seeing the, the different things that they do, it's a no-brainer on why they get more guys to the league. Um, yeah, I loved it down there. It's beautiful out there. How's your relationship with uh, Coach Huff? Oh, I love Coach Huff. Like, for me, my, my biggest thing when it comes to coaches and the, and the coaches that I have a connection with is love and loyalty. And I honestly, when I first met him, I told him that, and that's he's gave me nothing but that, which was – spending time with me when he had time or taking time to go over some film with me or just break down like the camps that I go through and the different things I could be doing to get better. Um, what does he go, see man. kind of um, position wise for you at the next level? Say it one more time. What kind what position does he see for you at the next level? Tackle. Tackle. He he's he understands that uh you know I'm only 17 so I'm not done growing. So a lot of people project me to be a guard they're only seeing the high school version, not the full-on college product. And then uh, what's your current height weight at? Uh, 6'6", 307. Gotcha. So real quickly, I just got a, I just got a text message from uh, Mike, who uh, in, helped introduce you and me, Kali. And he yeah. says, you are committed to UW. Yeah. So um, I was unaware of that real quickly, so I apologize for that. But, you know, um, big thing that me and Roman have been talking about is Kalen DeBoer. And of course this, uh, you know, the, the, the unity that Kalen DeBoer has with all of his players, with all of his guys. And now uh, this coaching staff has been doing such a great job with recruitment. I mean, what exactly do you see with Kalen DeBoer and this entire coaching staff? Because it, it had to be something with that, you know, that family type of unity that helped, you know, you say, Hey, this is where I want to be to play for my college years. Well, what I know from Coach DeBoer, uh, I've known him when he was at Fresno. Uh, I went out for a camp. Uh, but what I know of him from speaking with him, this man is is brilliant. He has things broken down to, like, how can I say, like, he has a vision. It's, it's a vision board, basically. A vision board broken down on where he is, where he wants to be, and when he's going to get there, and who he's going to bring on, bring aboard to, to help him do that. Um, and I'm not surprised that he has the people on his staff that he does because he is a family-oriented guy. Like, he spent time with his family. He spent time with any of the coaching staff. They, they're all 
locked in on the same page. They are all like-minded. So they all share those that personality trait that that um coach DeBoer has, which is, you know, love, loyalty, and family. Yeah. Uh, and I think in terms of winning games, I think that's the biggest thing. Like I know I keep saying it, I keep repeating it, but for me, I'm a family guy. You know, if I if I know that you have my best interest and and you're doing everything to help me, I'm gonna do everything to make sure that we succeed. And when you have an environment like that, especially coaching a coaching staff that supports that type of environment, you're bringing together a great a great team and a great team bond, which ultimately leads to anything. That's yeah. Awesome. Real quickly, man, it, it, here's, you know, I want to kind of get a little bit more personal with you, but I mean, I see you got some tattoos, man. I mean, you, I, this oh. is what I, Hey, this is what I find hilarious. Okay. I'm 32 years old, man. So when I went to high school, if you saw someone with a Batman tattoo, you'd just be like, dang, he actually got some tattoos. Like show off a little bit of your ink, man, because we got to see a little bit of it, man. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. It's, I mean, uh, can we uh, get a little bit of a background on that one? So I actually got this uh, my 15th birthday, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh. There you go. No, actually, my bad. My 16th birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so me, I'm Samoan in black. Um, and I wanted to get something that could, you know, show off my Samoan side. I decided to get this tattoo. Um, and on the inside, it has two names. One is the first name of my Samoan grandmother and the last name of my black family. Uh, which is connected to the band of the Mats of Samoa, which represents home. Um, and for me, since it's connected there, that means I find home in the people that I love, uh, which goes back to character traits of love, loyalty, and family. Love it, man. I love it. Awesome. I mean, hey, I, I got this one, man. I got, uh, hell, I got that one just a little while ago. So I like that. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I plan on getting one on the back of, of, like, right here on the back of my left shoulder. It's gonna be the uh, uh, the Statue of Liberty, but with uh, four uh, different country flags, basically. Yeah. Representation, you know. Hey, I I am born. I am an American, but I, you know, hey, I'm proud to also be part of these types of countries. So, I mean, I love how you know a lot of how people actually do have meanings for their tattoos. This one, especially, I will say this: this one was the first one. And I don't know if you can tell that one. Okay. But uh, basically showing off, you know, state pride. I mean, born and raised here. But I mean, I mean, let's let's also go back to this, man. So this is something I'm curious about. And then I would and then, of course, uh, I know Roman's got a couple questions for you. So I got to let him get in that. He's 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 more of the analytical guy. I'm more of the personal guy. <laughs> so so you look at it this way. I'm the actual human. Here's the robot. <laughs> See how it is. And, anyway, so uh, here's here's a really interesting. Have you thought about what you want to do uh, coming into UW? Not football wise, but possible, you know, non football standards. I mean, what is what would you love to do if you didn't have to play football? What 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 would you love to go to school for? What, what do you want to get your degree in? I want to get my degree in business and get my master's in social entrepreneurship. But oh. I've been looking into real estate. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's something that's big for me because, you know, while I'm in college playing football, I want to be able to invest in something that's making me passive income while I'm focusing on my dream. Because at the end of the day, you know, football doesn't last for long. That's what the NFL stands for, not for long. So when I come back <laughs> to the real world, 
Oh. I thought it stood for No Fun League. <laughs> That's who is. Yeah. Real. But uh, just just a quick thing: do not invest in Bitcoin, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last thing, and then I'm going to let Roman here do his thing because I know uh, Roman does have. I have some one questions. thing I'm personally very curious about, but yeah, do do your thing. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! If you got something important, just ask. You ask it. So I want, I want to circle back to your relationship with Coach Huff, uh, and I mean, obviously, he's he's big on Twitter. Has he cooked any of the like when you were up here? Did he cook any barbecue for you? <laughs> because that is one of my personal goals. As long as I'm around the team, I I'm trying to get him like you know cook for all us media members. Well, he he tried, but uh, I ended up leaving a little early. Oh, oh. Yeah, that, that mac and cheese and that like just the the ribs and everything he does I I I, I would very much like to try all that. Yeah, it looks good <laughs> with the camera because he for sure sends me pictures of them. <laughs> well, now I'm hungry. Thank you. I, I all right. Well, myself. you know what? Hey, you know, speaking of barbecue, you know, I just had to cancel my barbecue for this Saturday. So, Roman, I think I think you were planning on coming. Yeah, I was. Uh, I remember the the original weekend was my the the one when my dad was in town. Yeah. So, so um, we're shooting for next Friday. We're going to shoot okay. for next Friday, so uh, and we'll probably do the podcast over at his place, So, which, which is good. You'll actually have a real camera to stand in front of. <laughs> See, real quickly, Kelly, this is what we do on the show. We always rag on each other. I seem to always get the one. I see always seem to get the good ones, though. <laughs> and then I, I just have this dog right here the whole time. <laughs> By the way, Kelly, I want to give you a real quick... Uh, uh, I, I want to give you a quick uh, little fashion tip. Uh, so the shirt that I'm wearing right now, it says uh, no shoes reef. So mm-hmm. what that is actually a part of, it's actually Kenny Chesney's li- like little clothing line that he has. Um, so I want to kind of turn you on to that one. So go to a place called the uh, uh, shop deep. And these got, I mean, they, it's uh, what it is, is that their shirts made from, you know, recycled bottles and all that good stuff. And I'm not going to lie. This is, a, it feels like you're wearing a cloud. I, it really does. So I, I always want to turn people on to that one. But um, big shop. thing here, big thing here. Uh, uh, you talked about family. Um, so did uh, did Kalen uh, recruit your mom? No, he uh, he talked to my mom for sure. Oh, OK. Mom, the conversation with him. But uh, most of the talking that I, I did was with Coach of. OK, so um Roman, I'm going to let you take a couple more questions because I think I because I've asked enough questions. So I think uh, it's your turn, man. Yeah. So so one thing I'm really curious about is obviously like in this whole new world of NIL, you said you wanted to go into business and um, social entrepreneurship and all that. Um, have you been able to talk to anybody just at UW at Montlake Futures or anywhere like that just, um, around the program about like an NIL strategy for you when you get to campus? No, honestly, me. I'm a football player right now. Um, NIL is the last thing on my mind. Uh, that's I'm glad that we have NIL right now, but really I'm worried about securing a spot, so I do have a name like an image to share with the world. Gotcha. So, so to answer your question, no, I haven't talked about any NIL deals with anybody. That's good to know. Uh, are you going to be is. coming up for an official visit at any point uh, during the season? Yeah, I'll be out there September 17th. For, okay. Uh, the- yeah, that's that's gonna be a big weekend from what it sounds like. Yeah. Have you so been able you be, to go ahead, Mike? Sorry, uh will you be going to that game that weekend? Yes, sir. All right, you know what? I'm gonna try and make it up there. I'm gonna try and make it up there with you guys. I gotta like definitely come up there and watch it because I'm gonna be honest with you. So Kali, I think I told Roman this. 
I have only seen one game at Husky Stadium in my entire life. Yeah. And it was a Seahawks game, and I had to watch Peyton Manning just crush the crap out of him. <laughs> you got to come to a game. Oh, yeah. Definitely got to come to it. All right, Roman, you, you go ahead and uh, finish up, my man. Yeah. So, I, I mean, last thing, it's just kind of going off of that because, I mean, one of the prospects I've talked to a decent amount is Anthony James. I know he's going to be there that weekend. Um, have you just, like, developed relationships with any of the other guys that are currently committed to the school? Are you, like, recruiting anyone else to join up with you? Can you say that one more time? So sorry. Uh, no, yeah, no, no worries. Um, so just who have you developed a relationship like with that's already committed? And is there anyone like that now you're recruiting, like come join UW with you? Um, well, committed wise, I haven't really talked to uh, the other commits, but I have developed a relationship with uh, EJ. He goes to school there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I was out there, I, I realized that I have family that's from there. So when my family came down, we got to connect with a lot more of my family that's spread out in Seattle. Oh, very cool. What part of Seattle are you from? Tacoma. Tacoma, gotcha. There you go. Awesome. Right there, man. I'm in I'm in the 253 myself. That's so all, That's all I have for you. <laughs> all right. So, Kali, uh, last couple of things before we get you out of here. First of all, thanks so much for actually uh, coming on here, man. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, every every uh, guy that comes on here, you know, I, I always say the same thing, but I always got to keep saying it no matter what you know i'm thrilled that you are actually a part of this historic program because uw has always been committed to winning uh we're going to erase last year's uh season from our minds unfortunately <laughs> but uh you know we we've always been committed to winning we've always been committed to getting the best kids out of you know uh california and all that good stuff and bringing them up here but i mean i i gotta ask you this man so uh with your unofficial visit I mean, uh, it, and it was in June. It was it was still real beautiful summer weather. I mean, what what did, have you gotten a really good uh, statement about the state of Washington that you would want to brag about? Like just anything, anything, anything in general, man. I hear you guys got the best child there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's one all thing. Right, I all right. I think I think we need. Uh, hey, Roman, do you think we need to take? Khalid down to Pike's place, you know, when uh, when he comes up here, gets get oh, him a definitely. chowder bowl. And here's the thing. Hey, Khalid, you, you don't get a bowl. You get a bread bowl. That's oh, yeah. the even better part. That's yeah, the even I, better part is you get the bread yeah. bowl, man. You get it. And I think it, what is it? Is it, I think it's pumpernickel or something. No, sourdough is the way to go. Oh, it's, oh, it is sourdough. Okay. I was, I, I, I could have sworn it would, either way. Um, so here's a here's a really cool question that I got that I have for you. So when you do come up here to UW, especially you know when you have off time, uh, when you do play your collegiate football career up here, you looking to get out and do some hiking, probably go do a little fishing while you're up here. I don't know. I've I've never been fishing, but I I know I'm looking to get any extra work in uh, I can, and, and then any extra time I have, spend time with my family. There you go, man. Um, so. Uh, I am actually going on a hike here in about what is it? So it is, let's see, one, two, three, four months or four weeks actually now, four weeks to the day now. I'm actually going on a hike. I'm actually going to be hiking up a place called Mount St. Helens. I hope you heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, Mount St. Helens, hoping to make it all the way to the top. But, uh, you know, I, I would suggest, if I'm going to suggest a really good hiking place, um, I would suggest you go out to Mount St. Helens, like at Johnson's Ridge, because there is a really good hiking trail 
There's a place called Coldwater Lake. They got a really good hiking trail there. That's a really good place to to go hiking and everything. But um, Snoqualmie Falls, that's yeah, a site that's, that, that is spot. that's a great hiking spot because I think it's open now because when I was there it was closed. But you can actually hike down and see the falls right up close. But it's so beautiful, man. I mean, I've got I got a lot of good hiking spots for you, man. And I've got your number. And anytime you want to, like, call and text and be like, you know, what's a good place here? What's a good place there? If it's in the Seattle-Tacoma area, I'm put, I'm pointing you to it. <laughs> so uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was saying I'm down. It's just, uh, you know, the coaches have this hiking spot called the stadium. <laughs> oh, of all the athletes around the stadium. <laughs> That's how we're from there. I'll let you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, last thing before we get you out of here, man. So do you have a message to Purple Rain Nation, to the Husky Nation, uh, before you actually get your un- your official visit? And do you, ha- do you have anything to say to them of just what you're looking forward to, to playing here in Washington for the next couple of years? I'm looking forward to. Man, just building a bond. What I can tell you is that, hey, y'all going to get everything out of me. It doesn't matter what position they put me at. I'll give you everything as long as y'all stand by me. Amen. Amen. I love it, brother. I love it. Um, I foresee the college football playoffs in your future, man, because, uh, A, the the Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever it is, it's not going to be here for long, so you're going to be playing in the Big Ten. Probably going to be playing here in the Big Ten here in a few years, but uh, Kali. Dude, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate everything that you had because I feel like that we now know Kali Taif, uh, Tafai. I cannot believe I screwed that up. That's my fault. But uh, but no, I, yeah, I, I gave you a really good tip, especially on some fashion, man. Like I said, go check them out, man. I would recommend you get a couple of those shirts because they are so comfortable, man. And uh, dude, uh, looking forward to you joining the university of Washington here in a couple of years, man. And, uh, like I said, here, uh, September, uh, looking forward to meeting you and watching the game with you, brother. Yes, sir. I'm excited. All right, man. You have a wonderful day, man. And like I said, congratulations and welcome to the university of Washington. Thank you. No problem, man. Have a good one, man. Thanks, man. And there you go, everybody. Kali, Kali Tafai. Uh, I'm excited for him. Oh, definitely. I am. I'm all, I am super excited. And, uh, I think also it's time that I actually come clean with a lot of people right now on this podcast about something that's been going on in my life uh, because I brought it up to my family this past week and I brought it up to, to the gal that I'm seeing right now. And she was not happy. I kept it from her, but I think it is time that I actually experience uh, give just kind of get a little personal with everybody. So a couple weeks ago, I received a phone call from my doctor. They were going over some tests with me, and it turns out that I have officially been diagnosed with testicular cancer. Shit. Um, it's um, it's okay though. They caught it in plenty of time. Um, but I know a lot of people are there's there's people out there who would, you know, kind of. I don't know. I mean, I'm being honest. I think there's some people out there who would actually make fun of this a little bit in some in some ways. And, and I'd certainly my, hope not. Well, you're not me. <laughs> Fair. But um, no, uh, I'm going to be honest with everybody. So when I got the diagnosis, it absolutely terrified me because even though that this is a 95 uh, percent survival rate cancer, it is 
that that is, those are three words you never want to hear in your life is a doctor saying you have cancer. And that is, I don't know, man, it, 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 it spooked me. And I think also that was a part of why I almost had, a, why I thought I almost had a heart attack a couple weeks ago, had a bad anxiety attack, but you know, the good news is I see a specialist here in a few weeks. We're going to go over uh, possible surgery. There, it, it, surgery is inevitable. So, and they actually gave me a call. They said that they've already scheduled the surgery and just, on, just not sure what surgery they'll do, particularly whether they're just going to remove the cancer, remove half of it or move the, the whole thing. But either way, you know, I wanted to bring this to the attention of everybody because I feel like that's something that is important to talk about because um, with me, I've been a big advocate for mental health because I have been struggling with mental. I've struggled with mental health for a long, a long period of time. So now I'm ready to become an advocate with cancer. And because, you know, again, this is a survive. This is a easy survival cancer, but it's, it's cancer nonetheless. And it's something that you never want to hear from a doctor, but I am officially saying that Seattle Sports Diaries will be committed to both being advocates of mental health and cancer and also asking people to go get screenings for cancer, whether it is uh, breast cancer, um, lung cancer, uh, prostate cancer. It doesn't matter. I implore everybody out there, men and women, if you could go get screened because I was living with this for five months and I had no clue and I could have been living with it for five years and I would have known and I wouldn't have known, but, um, it's out there. And like I said, Seattle sports diaries is now going to be advocates, not just for mental health, but also for for fighting cancer and also for, uh, promoting to go get screened for certain types of cancer. Definitely. And we're all, we're all here for you, man. We're all behind you. This, this, this dog right here wants to, he keeps trying to get in and be like, Hey, Hey, everything all right? <laughs> I so, <laughs> he, Rocky here is, is also with you. We're all behind you. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, um, uh, K Hart knows I, I actually let him know just the other day on the movie commentary podcast for everybody who doesn't know, uh, do go subscribe to BS commentaries. Please, please go subscribe, go subscribe because you know, we we're doing the Jurassic park trilogy. We're reacting to the Jurassic park movies. And funnily enough, uh, was K Hart's first time ever watching the Jurassic park in, in its entirety the, the other day. So, uh, I honestly think I'm not going to lie. The funniest part in that entire movie. And I think I'm going to sound just a slightly midge evil, but it was when Ned, Dennis Nedry was at, actually getting eaten. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can see that stupid, fat, evil person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that whole scene is just fantastic. Well, first of all, he's like, look, 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 stick, 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 stupid. And I'm just like, look, 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 look. It's you're, not a dog. Dead. It's a freaking dinosaur. You're, you're dead. Sorry, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. So doing this podcast, you know, for now, almost two and a half. Yeah, two, almost two and a half years, almost two and a half years. And we are two shows. This is episode 98. We are two shows away 
from a 100th episode spectacular and i cannot wait it's gonna be awesome and and should we tell should we tell our listeners exactly who will be coming on because i think they I, should know I you had already uh we well um so i think i think i have but i just wanted to remind everybody so uh we actually have a new guest coming on the show. So the show is actually going to be starting at four o'clock. So it will be a near an almost four hour podcast because we have so many guests coming on the show. So the show will start at four o'clock where my good buddy, Ernesto Lakeo, rat Arizona Rattlers kicker and former Seattle dragons kicker will join us. Well, I actually join me. He'll join me and going to talk a little uh, indoor football with him and also talk about uh, how he is uh, getting ready for to come back for the XFL and I hope and I'm hoping and praying that the Seattle Dragons get him because I want to go watch him play at Lumen Field again I I ugh, I want to I want to see him play in Lumen Field uh, at 430 Jackson Bevins from Cigar Thoughts will be joining the show talking a little bit of Seahawks five o'clock former Wazoo alumni and former Seattle Seahawks cornerback Marcus Trufant joins me and Riley on here to talk about his career and uh, just his uh, contributions on and off the field uh, at 5:30, the first all-star for the Seattle Mariners Rupert Jones will join me and talk a little baseball talk about the Mariners talk a little bit about his career then later on JT Brown and John Forslund Kraken broadcasters root sports analysts uh, will join me and K Hart we're going to talk some hockey talk about and of course uh, get get a little in deep with uh, JT Brown about his career and then at 6:30 or 40 I, I I'm going to say about 6:40 me and Roman get to interview national champion Mario Bailey yes sir and, and and I know and I know Roman is really looking forward to that one he is looking I hope forward he to remembers that remembers me we've we've spoken before well, I have an even even bigger announcement. So after Mario Bailey oh. comes on, the last and final guest will come on the show. And I can say this to the Sonics faithful. Former Seattle Supersonics broadcaster and legend Kevin Calabro will join the show. And I think Mark, hold on, let's bring Mark in. Dude, I, you're excited about that? I love me some Kevin Calabro, man. <laughs> Who doesn't? I so, think that's a great question. They need so their head examined if they don't. Yeah. That's, so here's the bad news. Though. Here's the bad news. I could not get anybody sounder wise to come on the show. I tried. I really did. I apologize. But um, we will not. I, you know what? To heck with it. We will have a sounder segment, but it will be a very, very, very late segment. <laughs> but um, Mark, since you're also on here, I also wanted to. Uh, let you know about this because everybody else in the, on the podcast knows about this and I think you deserve it to know. So uh, we are now officially an advocate, a podcast advocates to bringing awareness to mental health and also now for cancer and also promoting people to go get screened for cancer because I have been diagnosed with testicular cancer, unfortunately, but it is okay. You know, it is okay. It, they, they caught it in time. And they get to do surgery here on in October, so everything is okay. Um, but it is still, you know, I, I'm trying. To, I, I'm honestly being as positive as I can. And I, you know what? I'll give you a good example. 
I I went golfing yesterday and I on a par five I shot a 12 and I was just like you know this just can't bother me <laughs> it's funny how uh, um, one uh, my my prayers go out to you um, it's touched my family uh, so I get it my mom passed away with cancer in uh, 2018 um, so uh, you know for you you know fight it hard and uh, trust the doctors uh, testicular cancer is one that they've been able to do a lot of things with to, to help fight and uh, truly hope uh, everything works out for you that's uh, it's tough news but uh, at the same time uh, uh, by all means let's uh, find ways to eradicate that stuff because yeah but I also have even better news and I think you guys will even appreciate this even more the doctor the doctors have informed me no chemo no chemo is needed that's great that's great <laughs> yeah it is it is and again like i said so <clears throat> so again although, I, you know, although bald is beautiful so <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you you're going you're going with the old jay buner look basically <laughs> I, I i don't have a choice <laughs> the, the, the chemo doesn't give you much of a choice either so far better you you, you choose it than uh buner chose it i guess i guess he probably had at my, uh, my, uh, there is hairline, photos of so. him with hair. There, there are, but it was fading. He, his hairline was oh my definitely God, receding. Was. So, I, Alrighty, I love you, but, Jay, uh, if you happen to see this, you're awesome. It's, it's just yeah. funny hearing this. My dad is 63. He's got hair down to his shoulders. So I'm just like, all right. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boyd, can we, can we really just like admire your dad for actually having hair that long? <laughs> He's proud so, of it. My grandma hates it, but he loves it. <laughs> my uh my father-in-law actually did uh locks for love one year like oh, really God. grow oh, it out awesome. and you know donated it yeah. which is it, hilarious to me because it, it like i've got three sons and as you know most of that stuff actually goes through the mother so they're my three boys are unlikely to go bald they pick on me about it all the time <laughs> <laughs> well, well wait a minute you can't you ground them for that uh, 22, 20, and 17. If I'm grounding them for running their mouth at me, I'm, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble at this point. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so. But you know what? Um, real quickly, guys. So, again, you know, Mark is – I also wanted to uh, say right now that Mark uh, – I don't know if we said this last week, but Mark is now officially part of the podcast. I asked him if he wanted to become an official permanent member of the podcast, and he has agreed to it. And, you know – always glad to bring another member into this family and by the way guys i appreciate the hell out of you guys for you know thoughts and prayers and for giving me good wishes about this because again you know i'm taking it with a grain of salt uh i'm trying to be as positive as i can i know i'm gonna beat this i'm gonna i like because here's the thing first of all dude cancer picked the wrong person <laughs> i'm gonna kick its ass <laughs> But um, Roman, um, I'm going to be talking to you next Friday. Yep. And uh, Rocky will probably also do another cameo. He he, he will have a cameo as, as long as he is in this house. <laughs> that, that, is, that is his favorite thing, is to get attention from literally everybody in the world. So, uh, Definitely. And uh, then uh, also I'll text Mike and see uh, what guests he's going to have for us next week. Because uh, Mike Martin, uh, everybody, I need to give Mike Martin a shout out uh, over at realdog.com. Um because he's a big reason why we get all these uh, recruits and, uh, <laughs> and See, this, uh, this and is what he does. Yeah, yeah, I, I, dude, dogs are awesome. I, I mean, if I don't care if if that dog is trying to get attention, if it, if it was a if it was a cat though, I would say get hey, that goddamn hey, thing no, out. No, 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 cats are great. Cats are great. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm I grew up with cats. 
<laughs> what kind of dog is your is your dog again? He is a Doberman. I thought he, I, he almost looked like a chocolate lab for a second. Yeah, it's it's the ears. I, it really is the ears. It has the ears. So anyway, uh, like I was saying, so next week, guys, next week means the countdown goes to one. We are two shows away from 100, and next week it'll be one, number 99, and I cannot believe that this podcast has lasted that long. I really can't, and you guys just make it better. We're happy to be here. Happy yep. to be here. All right, Roman. Uh, I'll talk to you next Friday, brother. See you then, man. And there you go, Roman. And now me and Mark have got r- something very interesting to talk about because, uh, Mark, we don't have to talk about losses this week. Oh, well, not really. I mean, I, we were on right as the uh, well, we were recording anyway, right as uh, Sounders kicked off in L.A. Uh, and that one wasn't wasn't bad. I mean, as losses <laughs> go, it is what it is. But get a win. And what's more, it was a gutty win. It was a tough win uh, against a, a good team. So yeah, I was I was pretty stoked. That was a, a fun game to watch and uh, um, uh, to see him gut it out and make things happen. It was it was really cool, especially uh, with uh, some of the challenges we talked about last time. Yeah, I mean I I agree, of course. And you know I think it's funny because my girl Heather, I went over to her place that night and she was just like, I can't believe we won like that. And I'm just like. It's a win. <laughs> three points is three points. Three points how you is get three it. points. You get it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter how you get the freaking three points. I mean, yeah. look, did we did we score via a penalty? Sure, but I don't so, care. It's three points. But I mean, I this was one also one of the first games that I actually got to watch where I got to watch in its entirety. And my analysis of this game, first of all, I need to also ask you this, Mark. I don't think I asked you this, but this music. How relaxing is this music? Um, we're, we're fortunate that I've had, you know, I'll do a date night with the wife tonight, got out, got some dinner. Of course, I'm on the East Coast now, and, and so it's a little later in the evening for me. So I'm all nice and, you know, hyped up and stuff. So it's, it's calming. It's, it's very calming. But, uh, you know. All right. So getting back onto this game. So yeah. th- th- this really was one of the first games that I got to watch where we won, but where I'm also very happy to report analytically that this was a very like you said this was a gutsy win for the for the sounders i mean it wasn't was it the prettiest win wasn't the prettiest win but it, i mean it was a win nonetheless but i mean um you know Stephen fry can we please say that that man deserves a goddamn statue outside of that stadium uh, because I, I look Stephen fry is perhaps the most underrated goalkeeper in the united states because I, I don't want, I don't want to say worldwide because no. I, I, but again, you know, right. Stephen Fry should have definitely been on the United States national team as a reserve, if not a starter, because he is one of the best to play in the United States. And and in look, if it wasn't for Stephen Fry, a lot of these games don't get won. A lot of these games are losses. And if it was and in in. If it wasn't for Stephen Fry, we never, ever win an MLS Cup because it was by his. Hey, I've actually shake. I've shaken that. I have shaken that hand that has two stars on it. And I'm not going to lie. When I went to the when I went to the first parade, I I would love to tell the story to you, Mark. When I went to the first parade, I got there. I want to say it about 
10 o'clock in the morning and I was there in uh, the park or whatever, like right there by Climate Pledge Arena. But um, in my backpack, I brought five bottles of champagne, cheap, cheap bottles of champagne, by the way. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Andre. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the cheap stuff, but it's still good. Anyway. So, um, as I'm drinking the first bottle, people start showing up and I get into the second bottle and people start passing out, uh, plastic cups. But I think there were three people in front of me and I was like, you want some? And they're like, yeah, sure. Well, down it and all that stuff. And, uh, as I get into the third bottle, we went through by, by 12 o'clock, there were three bottles that were gone, but unfortunately there was a Seattle PD officer that came up to me and there was a, and as I'm pouring the bottle and as I'm pouring it, there's about, I want to say about that much left in the bottle. And the officer says, okay, you can't drink in public like that. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? I still got, you know, champagne left. He's like, you need to down that sucker. <laughs> and I went like this. I'm like, you're really going to let me down? And he's like, dude, it's a championship celebration. Down that right freaking now. <laughs> I just <laughs> gulped down the bottle. And so as I'm leaving, as we're leaving, I was able to, I was able to actually meet Stefan Fry because he was waiting for an Uber. That was the first time I ever got starstruck by, by the way. And it was so fun to meet him. And as I put my backpack down to actually take a photo, I took, I put the backpack down. We take a photo. All of a sudden he turns to me and he says, do you have champagne in that backpack? I was like, Yes. And he goes, can I have one of the bottles? Oh, yeah. And I was like, it's yours. <laughs> yeah, <that's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks, <laughs> and here's, here's the even better part. He looks at me. He's like, I've never heard of this brand before. <laughs> I was like, not. and I went like this. I'm like, give it a try. And he, and, and he's like, well, and he goes like this. He's like, well, and he looks at it. He's like, this is a twist off. And I'm like, yeah. And he, t- <laughs> he twists it off. <laughs> He couldn't believe that I actually bought a twist off bottle of champagne. But anyway, he goes like this. He waits for it to go down. He takes he takes a good sip of it and he's like, That is good champagne. And he goes like this. He's like, How much did you how much is this champagne? I was like, five dollars. This is five dollar champagne. (laughs) But of course he's he's uh, native Swiss, which means you know Switzerland borders france mm-hmm. he's got all kinds of the good stuff there uh, yeah but that's funny. He, he couldn't believe that a five dollars bought that good of champagne yeah and he got in his <laughs> he got in the uber and as he's driving i see him just starting to drink it <laughs> but first of all that was the cool that was and i also met brad evans as well he was waiting for his uber but uh brad brad evans took off um brad evans took off before I could actually, uh, he could actually get the champagne out. Because if Brad Evans wanted that other bottle, I would have given given it to him. <laughs> but no, I mean, first of all, I loved. I I haven't told that story in a long time, and I thought, and I always thought that was a funny story because I it was so hilarious at the fact that you know, you know, I was not expecting to drink five bottles of champagne. I was actually going to you know share it with people, but yeah, I actually. Yeah. I drank two by myself. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to lie by, by almost 12 o'clock, I was actually a little drunk, slightly drunk, not, not completely drunk, but, but slightly. But, um, the fact that Stefan Fry 
asked me if I could if he could have one of my bottles. It was so funny, and I and awesome. the fact and the fact that he said that it was good champagne is even better. But um, so anyway, uh, no, getting back to what I was saying, no, Stephen Fry is is just an I think a Seattle legend to me because you know I and I want to go ahead and say this: so many players there were or no, a couple of players here in Seattle history are legends. And they wore the number 24. Marshawn Lynch, Ken Griffey Jr., and it's Stephen funny. Fry. That's exactly where my head was going. Right? <laughs> like you think of you th- you think of those like you think of Marshawn and you think of Griffey and, and what the impact they had. Um okay, Marshawn, big part of a title. Right? No no question. Okay. We don't have these stars. I got to get used to the, the camera reversing on me. Uh, we don't have these stars <laughs> without Stephen Fry, right? Not one, but two. Uh, mm-hmm. the, obviously, the save against uh, the first round against Toronto, the first time against Toronto, just unbelievable. Like they, There's a whole like sports science breakdown on that. It, the probability of him making that save is like less than 2%. It's insane. And the fact that he did, just unreal. Uh, I've got a son uh, who's a goalkeeper, and... Let me tell you, like, we, I remember both of us, you know, flying out of our chairs, yelling and screaming at that one. It was just awesome. Um, so, yeah, he's he is he is a Seattle legend. He is one of the best goalkeepers in North America, without question. And by that, I'm when I say North America, I'm including Liga MX and in Canada. Uh, I, I think the only possible Great. keepers that you would put even potentially ahead of him are ones that um, are tremendous athletes, say an Andre Blake, but they haven't won titles yet. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, in the end, Fry's won titles when the, when the, when the game's on the line in the, in the big time arena where you've got to win or you go home and you win and you get the cup, you want Fry in there. It's just that simple. I agree. And, and you know, in, he showed it, he showed it well against FC Dallas. I mean, goodness gracious uh fc dallas is is a good team they've got two um although they, they didn't start them they both came on later in the game jesus ferrer and paul Ariola are two excellent members of the u.s men's national team um they're not a slouch offensively and they've been a decent defensive team this year as well uh dallas has had an up and down season somewhat but that's a good team and to to gut out a win like that 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 was that was vital i would say i don't care if it went on a penalty kick Right. I don't care. I will say this, though. The reason you have that penalty kick is because the keep that's a penalty in any league, at any point, in any time. If he doesn't take Morris out, Morris has already got him beat and scored. The defender, mm. the defender's behind him. It's the keeper and Morris. If uh, if he doesn't take him out, Morris has got the ball in the back of the net. There's very little doubt about that. Very high percentage shot. Open goal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's... It's quite fair that uh, you turn it over to one of the best PK takers in MLS history who has a 100% uh, PK record uh, in Nico Ladero to finish it off. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the fact that that is one of the best stats that we can pull right out of our asses is Nico Ladero is perfect on penalty kicks. Um, this upcoming game, though, against uh, Atlanta United, um, this needs to be a win. I, 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 I yes. because so would I be disappointed with a draw? Not, not necessarily disappointed, but I would just be upset. But th- 
no, when when it comes to teams who are the last three at the bottom of the barrel, those are teams that you need to beat. You can't, you cannot, can't go easy on these teams. You can't uh, take them for granted because, you know, I mean, look at what LAFC did to the Sounders. They absolutely dominated the Sounders uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, look, um, when the season started, I really thought that the Sounders had a chance to possibly make an MLS Cup run. Um, right now, all I'm, I, I want to kind of throw the, the, the Sounders in the, in the Mariners category here, because I feel like that the Mariners and the Sounders are almost in the exact same boat because both teams are getting healthy. Both teams are in a playoff run and both teams are really at that near last place finish run to get into the playoffs. And you know, with the Mariners, I, what they have, I think 50, 54, 53 games left, but the Sounders, I think have, uh, what is it? Uh, 12, 13, 13 games. I think it's 13. 13? They have a game okay. in hand, yeah, I, game in okay. hand on several people around them. Okay. So my guess is if you are going to make that playoff push, if you want to keep that playoff streak alive, which First of all, can we all, all all say that the fact that the that a Seattle team who is in the record books for making playoffs consistently? <laughs> Here's the thing: we have. <laughs> Look, this, hold on, it's hold remarkable. On, hold on. It, it's remarkable in any sport, right? It is. So real quickly, real, with real quickly, playoff history. Come on now. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's kind of ironic how Seattle is in the record books twice for the playoffs one for the longest <laughs> one for the longest playoff drought in american sports history and one for the longest playoff streak in american sports history and i don't know that again i just find that ironic but no i i think that the sounders are starting to get healthy at the right time raul Ruiz diaz is actually looks like might look like the raul Ruiz diaz that we hope for um, I think Brian Schmetzer said that he will get a lot of minutes in this in this game against Atlanta FC or, at, or Atlanta United, which is good. I, I, I want to hear that. But the, the, the thing that I have with all of this getting healthy and trying to make that playoff push is there's a big difference between what the Mariners have and what the Sounders have. The Sounders don't have that many games. And so this is the thing that I have with the Sounders right now. I want to say you can in these next 13 games. I want to let me let me go ahead and bring this up actually. Let me let's go ahead and look at the schedule real quick. Um so we have Atlanta United, Real Salt Lake, LA Galaxy, Portland hold on, Timbers. Hold on. Do me a favor. Tell me if it's home or away. Okay. So we have an away game against Atlanta United. Okay. Home game against draw. should get a win. Okay. Um, home game against Real Salt Lake City. Win. An away game against LA Galaxy. That's a winnable game. Um, I'll take a draw, though. Portland Timbers in Portland. Okay, so the way that that series has been going, we need some payback on their turf. I don't want anything less than a win. I Forget the playoffs. You get me win that game, I want it. Done. Then an away game against Orlando City. 
I don't think we win that game. I don't think we win that game. Atlanta's Orlando's added a couple players lately, just right here at the tail end of the the deadline, and uh, that, that's going to be a good team by then too. And then we have two straight home home games. First is against uh, Dynamo FC. We can win that game. We can definitely win that game. This though, I'm going to say we might lose this one. And I'm actually going to be going to this game with my girl and her daughter, Austin FC. We might lose it, but we, I would, I will, I will say it depends draw. entirely on our health at that point yeah. in time. And I'll take a draw. I will take, if you're, if we're counting this out, I'll take a draw on that one. Okay. And then we have an away game against Vancouver. Must win. Home game against FC Cincinnati. Um, if this is going to sound funny, if there's a team, because being on the East Coast, I you know listen, watch a lot of games. Uh, FC Cincinnati starting to scare me. That is a I'm gro- like I'm not going to lie, you're absolutely right. That team really um, they've got some. They don't have their their defense sucks, but they can score goals. Um, the they signed a, a young DP Brenner, um, and he just he didn't even start the, the first year. Hardly played. Uh, and all of a sudden, they figured out how to use him. And he is, along with uh, Lucio Acosta, who they got from D.C. United, um, and uh, uh, Vasquez, uh, just uh, Brandon Vasquez. Um, yeah. Um, they, those three, they've been scoring goals left and yeah. right. That's, that's a scary And then offense. our final, final two games. I don't give a damn what you say. These need to be wins. An away game against Sporting KC. That is a very winnable game. A home game against San Jose. So San Jose, for whatever reason, is a crap team that's had our number for about the last three years. Unfortunately, but it is an right. eight, okay. You so let, win that game. can we get? Let's read. Let's review this again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and jot this down. So uh, just say win or lose or draw. So okay. away game against Atlanta. Uh, we'll say draw, but you need to win. You need to win that game. Okay, so if hold you on. You go on the road I, and you get a point. Okay, in MLS, well, I, that's acceptable. Hold on a second. Hold on. I, I, I need a definite win, lose, or draw. Okay, I, I think we win this game. Atlanta's okay. Atlanta's one of the few teams in MLS more beat up than oh, we are. Hold on, hold on. Before we get analytical. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, Mark, real quickly, just okay. win, lose, or draw. All right. Okay. Home game, Real Salt Lake. Win. Okay. Away game, LA Galaxy. Go draw. Away game, Portland. Win. Away game, Orlando City. Loss. Home game, MOFC. Uh, win. Home game, Austin FC. Draw. Away game, Vancouver Whitecaps. Home game, FC Cincinnati. Draw, maybe like 4-4, but I'm going to go draw. All right, and last two games, Sporting KC, away game. Win. Home game, San Jose. Win. All right, we're looking at this correctly. We're going to look at this correctly because we, we got to also end the podcast here in a little bit. So we're looking 3-3-1-3. Three, 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 zero, three, one, three, one, three, three. Those are all the points that you get. So out of all of these games, one loss 
And I think if the Sounders can do what we are te- or what we are actually saying right now, I think the Sounders not only get into the playoffs, but they get into it with a better seating. And don't get me if wrong. They can, if they can do that, that'll put them up around fourth. That should get them a home game. Oh, yeah, because it's all that's all cramped in there right together right now in the standings. It, the right results get you up to third or fourth really fast. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. One and so, two are, are probably out of reach. Both That's Austin and uh, LAFC. But three down, you could still hit that even for the, we're sitting in seventh right now. We can still hit that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, it doesn't matter if Austin FC or LAFC takes the supporter shield. They're not going to win the MLS Cup because we all know that trophy's curse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how how rarely an MLS supporter should winner manages to pull it out. But, I mean, there's still three teams in contention for that. Philly, too, over here in the East. Oh, Um, yeah. I almost almost completely forgot about that. Yeah, that's another one that's another good team. But at the same time, um, in the end, the key for us, if none of this is possible, you got to have Rui Diaz for for 90% of those games, right? Um, you've got to have um, your your back line has got to stay healthy. You got to have Variaga and Yamar in there on a consistent basis. Um, and man, we need Vargas back. We do. We need Vargas back bad. So um, you and I have actually talked about this. So before we get out of the po- before we get done yeah. with this podcast, first of all, uh, once again, great show, Mark. Always a great show with doing you with you. So me and Mark have actually talked about this numerous times. And I really, I want it to happen. Mark wants it to happen. The entire friggin' city of Seattle wants it to happen. If New Who can find a way to score a goal in Seattle, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that New Who creates an earthquake bigger than the Beast Quake, and he and everybody will create an earthquake to where Mount Rainier wakes up, and it will be all New Who's fault. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I was on the edge of my seat when he made that run. Uh, oh my god! Night. I was, I was, yeah. It was it's late at night here. Like that game was a seven o'clock start in Seattle. It's ten on the East Coast. My wife's like, you gotta quiet down because I was yelling. That was, that was pretty. Uh, uh, that's that's about as close as he's come to scoring in the last two years. Um, mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, he he should have passed it off. He had Rui Diaz wide open, uh, right about the spot. So, but at the same time, yeah, let's see that boy score, please. Definitely. And uh, before we get out of here, man, um, so I gave my thoughts on this. Roman and I gave gave our thoughts on this. So it's your turn to give your thoughts on this. So we talked about the Brittany Griner situation that is going on. Um, Brittany Griner sentenced to nine years in Russian prison. So my thoughts on this is this. Um, There is faults on both ends, but most of it, most of it is on Russia because what, because I have said this, and I think you might agree with me. And I think the reason why Brittany Griner got almost the max sentence is for three reasons. She is a woman. She is a woman of color. And she is a woman who is uh, homosexual. Three things that the country of Russia, a communist country, looks down on. And I hope to God that Brittany can... Su- I hope we can get her out of there. Because what the Russian government has done to Brittany Griner is absolutely despicable. Well, uh, it's a country that doesn't have uh, a concept of justice like we do in no. any 
in any fashion. It's not that we've always been perfect with that. Um, the simple fact <laughs> is, is that OJ. Is that, well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even talking about like convictions that should have. I'm talking about stuff that you know, no <laughs> inequities in, in within the justice system. But in general, uh, the core of our justice system is designed to do certain things, and it's designed to guarantee certain things that they have no intention or desire to guarantee in Russia. Um, and there's very little question that really this is done with the intent of trying to pull it into an international space so they can get something that they want. What the Russian government asked for in return to, to do a prisoner swap for uh, for Griner was a, an arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death. Mm. Right. So this it's, it's just political games and it's stupid political games and it's wrong. And it, it's one reason why we should be extremely thankful to live in a country like America. Right. Agreed. Where, where that's not how we do justice. Um, so, you know, I, I, uh, I, I know the administration's working on it. Hopefully they're able to, to do something reasonable, not giving up a guy who, you know, selling arms to all kinds of people that shouldn't have them. Uh, and dangerous things, but it's reasonable to, to swap them. Uh, there's another guy over there, too, that uh, um, uh, was accused of spying when there's no actual evidence that he was. He was over there for some kind of aid thing. I don't remember what it was, but, um, you know, that they're both trying to get both him and Griner, Griner out. And hopefully that'll happen uh, quickly. Uh, I know that, um, uh, you know, even the day that uh, she was sentenced the other day, uh, the uh, uh, Russian uh, secretary, the equivalent of the Russian secretary of state was uh, was talking about that. So I, in, in all, I hope they are able to do what they need to do, uh, get her home sooner rather than later. Definitely. Certainly not Love nine years from now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, thank you so much for giving your take on that. Um, I feel like it was something that we should have definitely talked about. Um, I gave my thoughts for over 15 minutes uh, at the start of this podcast. But um, uh, before we get out of here, though, I need to ask you this. So I I, I don't know how it, how it took me this long, but um, one reason why I just said OJ was because um, I actually just recently watched the – 30 for 30 five part series on OJ. Not going to lie. Great documentary, but it pissed me off. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm not going to get for everybody out there. I'm not going to get into that one. I'm not going to get into that one. I'm not going to open up that can of worms on this one, but um, I will say this though. The, the, the photos that I saw, Geez, I I've never been scarred before, but yikes! That is, I've never seen those photos before. I have never seen those photos before, and that's that was gr- that was gruesome right there. Yikes! Yeah, um, that whole thing was uh, an example of how not to prosecute a case. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but anyway, Mark, uh, so that is going to be it for you. Um, I will talk to you next Friday. Hopefully we are talking about a win over Atlanta United. And uh, hopefully we're also talking about uh, an even bigger step in the play uh, in the standings as well. Exactly. Let's hope for it. We got some good results this week that helped us out. Kept us up above the playoff line. Let's keep it going. Get more wins. Good to see you. Good to talk with you. All right, man. Talk to you next Friday. Yes, sir. And there you go, everybody. That is Mark. And uh, so before I get out of here, I do want to go ahead and say this. So um, so again, a couple weeks ago, like I said, I was given a call by my doctors. They did tests, reviewed the tests. I do have testicular cancer. Um, to anybody out there who thinks this is funny, this is not funny. 
And I know there's, I know there's people out there. I know there's people out there who think this might be funny. This isn't funny. Cancer is not funny. And when you hear the three words that you never want to hear, you have cancer. It affects you mentally and it affects you physically. Um, what I went through a couple weeks ago was, um, it was a range of emotions ranging from fear, uh, ranging from anxiety. A lot of emotions went through me and it was, again, this is, look, I'm staying positive. I know that I can be, I know I'm going to beat this because we're doing surgery here in October and um, everything will be clear. I'm staying positive. Um, This is not, this is not a cry out for sympathy, nothing. This is me actually being just a person who is trying to bring this to attention. And I am saying this right now to everybody out there, men and women, please do go get screened for any type of cancer, prostate, breast cancer, lung cancer, you know, any type of cancer. But also know that the show has also been dedicated to being advocates of mental health, we are now advocates for cancer. Because again, when it when when cancer, you know, look, I've I've never had to go through the pain of a family member dealing with cancer. I've never ever ever had to go through that pain. But the fact that my family has to go through the pain of knowing someone in their own family has cancer, it's terrifying. Um, you know, look, my family will always put on a straight face. I know they're a little worried, but I know that they know that I'm going to beat this. I will beat this. And, you know, Hey, no chemo, right? (laughs) No chemo, (laughs) but that is going to do it for this episode of Seattle sports diaries. Please also remember we do have a movie commentary podcast out there. BS commentaries. Please go subscribe on on uh, YouTube because um uh, you know me and K Hart we're doing good work. We're uh, watching good movies. We're also take we we also take uh we take um uh, tell me uh requests requests for movies. We we also do requests. Um, there was one request for a movie that we said no to. And it was only because of the the type of movie that it was. But anyway, um, that is going to do it for this episode of Seattle Sports Diaries. The countdown now is at one. Next week is episode 99. And we are down to one podcast as soon as this one is over. So I am your host, Mike. And for everybody here at Seattle Sports Diaries, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Wherever you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, We'll see you next Friday.